Hello people, welcome to episode 37. 27. I'm just waiting for you to finish having your gummy bears. 17. Which one is it? 20. Really? Yeah. We're not 20th. We should do something special. Like drink some wine, have, have some, some gummy, gummy bears, bears, sour bites. And um, talk about news. Yeah, I said special. <laughs> were harmed in the making of this podcast. So, settled in. Chairs are pulled up. We're ready to go. Let's do this. Episode 20. Episode 20! So, on today's episode, we're going to be covering, as we do sometimes, uh, like a quick vegan news roundup. We're going to talk about some of the vegan happenings and uh, some of the good news and a little bit of the bad no creative step-ons i'm the content person thingy in this podcast what am i <laughs> what's my title what's my importance in your life chirag let's f- all of this let's talk about this okay tell me what do i mean to you but don't 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 we have this really important news to do now we need to set our dynamics right before we even think of running a podcast together Oh, so I was going to be your my vegan podcast co-host, but if you're not going to do that, then it's not left a lot. I don't know if people watch Game of Thrones, but this is like that. Tell me who I am to you. You're my queen. That's it? Like, what the f***? <laughs> oh man, that was such a friend zone episode. Oh, that was horrible. I mean, I mean, it was just horrible. Season 8 has been terrible, by the way. Have you seen, there, there was this one meme that I saw. So I follow this page called Game of Thrones Memes on Facebook. Right? So there's this one meme where it said season 1 to season 3. So it's a, it's a drawing of a horse. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so season 1 to season 3 is like this really well done sketch by a painter or an artist. Yes, yeah, so the horse's ass essentially. And the, it's like very well shaded and the tail is really well drawn and everything. Yeah, yeah. and then season 4 to season 7 is... <laughs> a kid who does yeah, like stick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i miss george rr R. martin did, did you see that he's uh, he's posted something on his blog saying that like he like everything is on hold at the moment and he hasn't resumed working on the book yet he must be having the last laugh over here he's really upset actually really he asked for it uh, we're going to try to keep the spoiler free, but um, at the end of episode four, there was an interview with George R. R. Martin where there were two things he said. I think one he said was he was a bit disappointed in, in some of the character arcs. Yeah. So he's like, I don't, I would not have ended things certain ways for certain characters, which I think was one of the things. And then I think he kind of hinted at, I think it was for Bron. Um, Bron is the, the guy who wants his who... f- castle. <laughs> That's the guy right there. Um, and, and I think he's now Lord of High Garden or something, but. To be fair, as much as his grievances are valid, that that's not un- that's a bit unfair to the creators as well, because obviously they can't include every single character in the books, and so some of the roles have to be adopted by other characters, which is what happens a lot. So I don't blame him for that, but I think he seems generally pretty upset with the tone and direction the show has taken, because they've they've pretty much had a free for all after season. Six. Yeah, I think about eight billion people are with him on this one. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah. seven billion and a few cats here and there. But who's your favorite character in the show? Well, it was Tyrion until season seven. Why? Why is this guy existing in the show anymore? I don't know. He's he's contributed nothing in the last two or three seasons. Yeah, and I think I, th- I think he was supposed to be a much stronger character as he was up to season six, or even sort of starting into season seven. But I th- but I think just in general, the character depths have kind of gone out the door ever since the books have not been available, and so a lot of the layers and the motivations and things have changed. Even some of the dialogue is pretty. 
has become really sad now like it's very bollywoodish yeah it's very like yeah, i was going i was going to say pop like yeah. but it's very pop like so i quite like tomund he's my favorite in the show i'm a part of these couple of facebook pages again um i think mark zuckerberg is rich mainly because of me yeah i mean you do have a problem in the sound like yeah uh so one of the pages is called humans of patriarchy and the other one is called feminist united i'm sensing a pattern and uh, <laughs> and both of them i think at some stage had posted this right so they had put a picture of tomund and they said um genuinely likes a woman but does not harass her or stalk her right accept no for an answer uh gets rejected when he's drunk yet does not create a scene eventually just moves on and still supports the woman who has rejected him that's how we want our men to be it was just so spot on right and that that i think you know you give somebody a supporting role and they take it to that level that you just remember them i think tomund and the guy who played uh, sandor kligen the hound the hound mm-hmm. brilliant so let's start with the most important news which is also a bit of a sad news dumbo the baby elephant that was forced to perform tricks in thailand has died and there was a campaign that was done for his freedom he he was pretty malnourished he had a very skeletal body and animal lovers around the world saw his case and they were petitioning to get him released but uh he was so weak that he actually fell on his own two feet broke his legs and died under his own weight sadly it's it's such a heartbreaking news because i think the poor baby hardly saw any good in his life from the time he was born and we really urge people to not visit these any kind of attractions or entertainment uh facilities where they have or force animals to perform um there is no animal in this world including humans who would want to uh who would be happy performing tricks by force let them be in their natural surroundings and please do not give your dollars to such business you know we'll argue the technicality aside but like obviously the if you just look at the series of events it's very clear that a lot of this has to do with the fact that this animal has been in quote unquote captivity as part of this very young age so he's not even been able to grow you know into a proper body able bodied adult before he was even taken for any of this stuff i mean so that's part of the problem um already as you said there was a petition going on i think it said 200,000 signatures plus it's a lot of awareness uh, to create that kind of number and yet uh the animal was made you know was continued to perform like continued to be performing tricks to the point where it one of those tricks took his life essentially um i mean that says a lot about the kind of apathy and the kind of situation and the kind of what's driving these these performances obviously we can get into a deeper end of this conversation there's poverty there is lack of awareness there are people who this petition does not reach you know it reaches the authority but it does not reach the people who are actually buying the tickets and going and seeing them perform because they're probably not the most educated lot out there or not aware and things like that the sad part about all of this is that the phuket zoo are free to acquire another baby if they choose to uh as the authorities rule no laws have been broken we've talked about this on previous episodes as well right like we really i think we need to see a lot more at a policy level because this is this is where we're always going to have this problem you remember the this family that shot a dog through the head and or shot their pet through the head basically and again it was the same thing no law has been broken because in the way the law is written it's like if you you know cruel practices 
our thing. But it was ruled that because the dog was shot through the head, like it suffered no pain. And I mean, these are these are these all sound like insane uh, legal loopholes, but that's just how the laws are written today. Yes. So there's there's two angles to this, of course. You it's like you have to have the awareness. You have to have people not attending these things and and the people or the organizers of such shows should not be making them or should feel the public pressure to not do this because these businesses are not if they're not successful they'll stop doing them right at some point uh, so that should happen but the other side there has to be you know much much clearer policy in terms of protecting animals and and dealing with these kind of cruel situations not having them perform against their will etc it has to come from both ends yeah for now let's just hope for kids who gets the point and does not replace dumbo by some other baby elephant Moving on to some celebrity news. Yeah, it's been a while since we did a celebrity thing. We like doing celebrity news, don't we? So, under celebrity news, Romesh Ranganathan, who has come out with this video, which has an amazing vegan message. People hate vegans. Uh, the reason they hate vegans is because they think we're humorless. Uh, they think that we think we're better than the non-vegans. They think that we're always banging on about it, and all of those things are true. Uh, I am better than you if you're not vegan. In terms of my ethical decisions, I'm so much better than you. I'm better for the planet. I'm better for the animals. There's nothing worse about me apart from I'm slightly irritating to have around for dinner. And if you don't want to invite me as a result of that, great. I don't want to come to your house. I mean, I hadn't heard about this until you showed it to me, which is sad because I actually love him. I, I've followed him for many years. Um, he's, in my opinion, a hilarious comedian in his own right. I, I didn't even know he was vegan, which is obviously like, <laughs> I like him a lot more now. Uh, but yeah, so we, we saw this video before this and it was hilarious. I mean, it was it was just straight talk, but in his own numerous style as usual. He, like he, he does this bit where he says like, well, you know, whatever, like I have to tell you I'm vegan because, you know, I come to your house for dinner and you offer me like toast with cheese and a cappuccino and this he's like do you want me to say no every time or can i just say i'm vegan and can we end the conversation there like i mean in the hilarious and way. then he says what's your problem <laughs> <laughs> the thing that i loved about this video was when he actually openly boldly just said yeah i'm better than you deal with it and you know every vegan thinks like that knows that but we don't say it because we don't think like that because we say it out of some kind of a superiority complex we just say it based out of statistics right i kill lesser animals hence i contribute lesser to the carbon dioxide or the greenhouse gases and the things like that so i'm like he says you know i'm better for the animals and i'm better for the environment not that i'm a better person than you you know but when you say that that yeah i am better than you people just think that okay you're just showing off and you're one of those vegans and because of vegans like you we don't want to be vegan and things like that but he just says it so calmly and so casually and you're just like yeah rooting for him in your head but then you're like i would never be able to say this to anybody we'll link to his video obviously in the show notes because you should go check it out so do you want to listen to some funny news or do you want to listen to something serious and inspirational serious and inspirational then funny so the london marathon happened yeah and this time the london marathon replaced all their plastic drinking water bottles by water pods drinking pods have you seen the ad for those drinking pods you just pop on in your mouth and it just becomes water and the like a pani puri yes except that you don't have to chew on anything the outer bit of that pod is made with seaweed and then you it's edible so you can just eat it off imagine 216000 bottles just in one marathon imagine the amount of people that there are in this world which is seven and a half billion i mean I'm, i'm guilty of it too it's not like i'm all clean and clear here 
but it's um it's amazing i mean how many fights not fights but like how many discussions i have at coffee shops every single time i go there because you know it's summer and i'm having a cold drink and i have to tell them like please don't serve it in a plastic container can i have a paper container at least and i have to have this like but sir cold plastic i i had one i had one cafe 2 weeks ago he had we like i have to check and he went and asked the team leader or somebody if they could issue me a plastic uh, a paper container and i'm like well, i don't understand why this is part of this process like what this is the price of the um, because the price is determined by the quantities that they order right yeah. and they would order plastic more than they would order paper so so he wanted to check if if you're paying 20 bucks for that drink can he fit in a paper cup instead of course he can because the hot drinks are cheaper and hot drinks come in paper cups you know those are lined with plastic as well you need to carry your own cups just buy one stop being lazy that's an expensive news so following this 187 countries which is nearly all of world's countries have pledged to stop shipping hard to recycle plastic waste to poorer countries i don't know if you saw that video isn't that, isn't that amazing that, that that is even a thing yeah it's appalling <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i'm glad we're laughing about it i mean it's insane to me like remember when we did that episode of plastic and we had the guy from the european union like have a chat with us and stuff and he was giving us statistics about how like most of the single use plastic uh from europe is shipped to china to be recycled like insane and even the us yeah and then and then what happens is then that goes into circulation there so earlier this year china stopped accepting recycling from the us and so this obviously led to build up of all the plastic waste so they then moved it to the villages in indonesia malaysia and thailand and turned them into dump sites and and i don't know if you saw this video that was circulating online of this um officer in malaysia where she actually went and did some checks so you so these countries are only allowed to accept plastic that can be recycled not plastic waste that can no longer be recycled right but and she saw that people were sending non recyclable plastic now like she obviously put her foot down and she like i'm not accepting this send it back and they had to send it back yeah there was another uh, there was another piece that came out where studies were done that showed that um quote unquote biodegradable plastic bags were in completely mint condition 3 years after they were buried uh absolutely no decomposition whatsoever and they were full strength and could be reused as well so yeah when they tell you that the plastic is recyclable/biodegradable not really something besides any kind of plastic cannot be recycled more than 3 to 4 times some plastic cannot be recycled at all lids on bottles cannot be recycled but you may as well use something that glass can be infinitely recycled right so you may as well do that i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of activity right now around um companies trying to change some of their packaging and stuff right so there's a there's a really interesting initiative called loop which is supposed to launch here later this year but it's currently in i think they launched in france i want to say um but it's a it's so it's started by this one company and then they kind of got some of the big companies on board so they got procter and gamble on board and stuff like that um entirely with the concept of doing aluminum packaging for everything and then um the company itself will come to your house pick up the empty container refill it and give it back to you so again it's like a door to again this is another thing right this door to door delivery thing like well okay now what's the carbon footprint here because you have to send this truck out <laughs> day after day to you and stuff so there's it's it's a little questionable there but but at least it's better than in terms of the plastic that's being generated is kind of being eased out because i think one of the big problems we have one is one is pricing is a huge issue right so i mean we see that even now right like even though the eco friendly the better alternative is right on the shelf with us 
uh, people will invariably pick the less one because it's cheaper. Um, and the other issue is convenience, right? So can you find a product that serves all these requirements easily enough? And so this is kind of the the attempt to take care of that. So let's see how it goes. The funny news is that there was a lawsuit that was filed against Miyoko. So Miyoko is a brand that does uh, vegan butter and vegan cheese. And the lawsuit has alleged that the vegan brand basks in dairy's halo by using the term butter on its cultured vegan butter product, which overtly states that the cashew-based product is made from plants. How free are these people in life? And how much money do they have to go and file for these lawsuits? Actually, I think it's the other way around. How much money are they losing because of these products is the real problem. Apparently, they settled it out of court. And I'm really hoping Miyoko did not have to pay them any money for this kind of bullshit. Probably did. I found that really funny. (laughs) Don't call it butter! But by the way, this has been something that that we've seen before as well. I don't remember which company had done that, but somebody else had sued. Um, I think it was a group of people. I don't think it was a company necessarily that had sued another vegan brand the same way to say, please don't use milk and please don't use names like milk and stuff because it implies it has, like it's, like you said, basking in the dairy halo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever that means i mean i'm gonna call a pig's ass pork and hams just so that i feel better about what i'm eating but hey you don't call your satan meat because that's just wrong yeah you can't call it bacon huh call it facon <laughs> <laughs> how about you fuck off <laughs> so since we're still talking about food uh a beyond meat uh, and the beyond burger rather the makers of the Beyond Burger, which is somebody that has been in the news quite a bit recently. Um, they actually went public. Woohoo! I know, it was a big thing. But not only was it a big thing, um, it was one of the largest IPOs in recent history and the biggest IPO of 2019, which is insane. How much did they raise? $2 billion or something? Uh, they raised $240 million, But, I mean, they took their valuation to about $1.5 billion. And apparently they... Um, the first trade of the stock happened at about $46 a share, which was already about 80% higher than the IPO price. Um, and then they closed on the first day at about $65. Are you planning to buy the shares? Do you buy shares? Yeah, but no, I can't buy them in the US. And I think this is a, it's a conversation I'm having a lot around uh, with, with um, when we're talking about sustainability. Again, on another podcast, but the idea being that um, it's super important that all of these initiatives be profitable. Like, super important. Because otherwise, this is not going to work. Partially because um, it's not going to encourage people to enter these businesses. The ones that can do it are the ones that can afford to do it. So you do it on the side or something, then that's a different story. Um, but the other side of it also is because it will not be lucrative enough for the traditional uh, you know, uh, meat product companies, the traditional dairy companies to want to include these products or switch um, if they're not profitable. And so it's really important that they stay profitable. So, I mean, this kind of an IPO showing just sends like, the right sentiment that we want it to send, which is basically, hey, guess what? Like, you know, plant-based products and uh, uh, even if it's uh, fake meat or faux meat or whatever you want to call it, um, is, this, is this successful enough business? I mean, you can raise a valuation of something shy of $2 billion. This is big stuff. Now that we're talking about stock shares, our dear old friend Greg Oh, they're back. Yeah. Their stock prices have surged a record high since they launched the vegan sausage. Well, that's interesting. That was at the start of the year, wasn't it? That we covered them. The chain said its very strong start to 2019 has been boosted by demand for the vegan-friendly version of its most popular product. Um, and they expanded it to 1,950 Greg's locations across the UK. That's brilliant. Thank you, Piers Morgan. We love you. What an idiot. I mean, he. I, I hope he just goes back and sees what the f*** did I do here? 
I don't think he could. No, it just got um, they got all the traction thanks to his tweet, right? Maybe they paid him. Oh yeah. Nah. <laughs> let's just let's just be happy with the fact that he's a stupid dumbass who's actually done this. Well, if nothing else, we know how to pronounce his name now. I have done it. It's Piers Morgan. I've done it too. It's Piers Morgan. Dude, we need to get this right. Can you please open some um, interview of his where the person is announcing? I still feel it's Piers Morgan, but... I, but he doesn't pronounce it like that. We can't do this feel, again. We don't have, I we feel did like this. he should... Hold on. Sorry, sir. we did this in January. We can't do this all over again. We just really can't. Why not? Because we did it in January. We can't, so, we can't. that's what couples do. Fight over the same thing over and over again. Okay, so let the couples... The two vegans. <laughs> Apparently, I just got a heart thrown at me. Right. <laughs> uh, what else we got? No, we're on a roll with this one. So, Dan won, who has actually basked in Dairy's halo. Yeah, since like a bloody century or so. Some of the brands that come under Dan One are uh, Alpro, So Delicious and Silk. And Silk and So Delicious have been very well received. We don't have it here, but they are one of the best alternatives out there in the Western world. Um, and it's it's quite interesting, right? They generate $2 billion in dairy sales. And just these brands have uh, given them sales worth $1 billion. Wow, that's quite a um, So yeah, they say that in the next 10 years, plant-based alternatives are going to take over yeah and we're seeing that as well across uh, across the board across a lot of other companies as well right so we had um there was a news about the dairy industry suffering really badly because um because of all the all the dairy free alternatives to, to milk i mean whether it was soy tofu and everything else but it was dairy and plant and the egg industry as well um and then now you know now we've seen for example someone like beyond meat um, as we just spoke about it, taking over. So we're, we are seeing a, a huge push. And I think especially for dairy, there's also the health side of it. So we have, I mean, just in my own circles, we have so many people who are either allergic to dairy in some form or d- don't react well to dairy anymore uh, just because of the amount of crap that's in the dairy we have here. Um, and so a lot of people are switching to the non-dairy alternatives anyway. <laughs> Vegan Pizzeria won a top prize as a, at a pizza championship. Where is this? In Italy. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. So this place called Purezza. I assume that's how they pronounce it because it's Italian. It's Purezza, uh, but they're the first vegan pizzeria to complete in the competition at all, um, which is great. I love this. Yeah, and and the first vegan pizzeria to win anything at this competition since it started in 1991, and. What was really cool is the pizza that they that they wanted, which because I really feel like reading this description, so I'm gonna do this right. So they had an IPA infused whole grain pizza dough, um, and then they had um, uh, it, they had uh, tempeh and mushrooms and a bean sauce on it, uh, along with some ginger puree, agave syrup, and vegan caviar. And they had two types of non dairy cheeses on it. They had their own signature vegan cheese, which they call mozzarella 2.0, because apparently it's exactly like mozzarella, but of course it's allergen-free and whatever. And they also had a fermented cashew cheese on it. Um, And they won. All I can think of right now is mozzarella sticks. Yeah. The American kind. So anyway, so these guys also won um, a National Pizza of the Year in the UK. um, And they also won a... When are they going mainstream? When are all these people coming to the UAE? I know. When is Greg's coming here? I want to say hi to him. Maybe we'll, you know, buy one of your... I want to say hi to Greg's sausage. 
we're still making this joke. <laughs> On the non-food side, H&M, the brand, the clothing brand, has decided to ban cashmere products altogether. So, Peter Asia went and did an expose. Uh, of all the um, all all the Chinese companies that supply the cashmere, um, and they found out that so ninety percent of world's cashmere production comes from China and Mongolia. And Peter Asia went and did this. They shared this footage where they were workers were hitting goats over the head with hammers, uh, hammers and slitting their throats after tearing out their hair with sharp metal combs. And so I was in this file under sad news. Well. The good news is that they've banned it. The weird aspect about this is that I would, I don't believe that H&M did not know this. They announced that as part of our 2030 goal to only use sustainably sourced materials, we are now beginning to gradually phase out conventional cashmere. It is going to take them 11 years to stop this nonsense. 2030, they're like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, we need to roll out something because every company is doing that these days. So how about 2030? Nobody's going to remember this the next year anyway. Well, I think... I mean, as I as I see on the show many times. I mean, I'll take it honestly. I don't care what the motivation is. No, I don't. I think this is just a bullshit statement. If you're genuinely interested in changing things around, it won't take you eleven years. There's technology on your side. There's science on your side, and there is common sense, hopefully, on your side. So please. No, I think uh, I, I meant in terms of the motivation. I don't care if you're doing it because other companies are doing it, or if you have your own motivations, or you're looking at profit. I don't care. Just do it. Yeah, just don't do it in f- to yeah, twenty thirty. By then, like, 7 billion other animals would have been tortured. Okay, so I want to end this with a good news. There's an indigenous tribe from the Ecuadorian Amazon. They have lived in the rainforest for generations and they recently won a court battle against the Ecuadorian government who had allowed to give the land for oil drilling without their permission or without even letting them know. So they obviously went to the court, which is so unlike a tribe to do, but poor guys, they had to. And half a million acres of Amazon rainforest was then saved, which is home to a lot of different biodiversity, uh, is now protected from oil drilling. Uh, they call the Waurani people, and they claim that the government did not consult them about the use of their land for oil auction. Um, however, the Ministry of Energy and Non-Renewable Sources maintain that they did visit the tribe to seek consent. Um, but Mitch Anderson, the founder of NGO Amazon Frontlines, explained that visits were not taken seriously by government officials. No effort was made to learn or speak the local language and the visits were short. It's really good to see that people are now, you know, they're really standing up together. They're, they're having call to actions around these things. And it's great to see, like, for example, like, I mean, these are people that are not necessarily using social media campaigns to get themselves banded together to, to take on a cause. So it's lovely to see that they're, they're standing up for it and even taking the traditional routes that they would not take, not only getting together, but then going to court to try and fight for what they believe are their, uh, their rights and the rights of nature and everything else. So that's awesome. Um, I mean, we see this here as well quite a bit nowadays that like you're seeing people that are jumping at causes. I mean, I, I recently I came across a post just the other day, these four 11 year olds who like handed out flyers in their schools to do a beach cleanup to take care of plastics and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's amazing. I know it's not the same thing as the, what the tribes did, much more intense, but it's just good to see. It's very, very good to see. Still makes me sad, though. I mean, that's not... There are very few tribes left in this world. Um, 
and they just live peacefully not bothering anyone not they're not a part of this industrial revolution uh formed humanity or consumerism and things like that and they just have did now being dragged into stuff that they don't know about and they're being harassed unnecessarily by all these major oil corporations and at the end of it we can keep blaming all these oil corporations but it's all demand right it's consumerism it's eventually us as well um it's the population it's it's just all intertwined with each other and i'm just hoping that you know the next generation is a much better one yeah but i mean there's so much to fix like the next generation is already showing the fact that they are very aware and that they're very entwined with some of the needs and very entwined in terms of whether it's living a more sustainable life whether it's taking action or doing you know being involved in initiatives that help with that uh, but there's so much to fix i mean one of the conversations i had recently was with this guy who said look i mean it's great we can i mean we we just had an event on the on the 19th where we we did a sustainability talk uh with uh with some startups and a few people and you know the general mood was like oh this is great this is wonderful or these are lovely initiatives to see but you know everybody feels this kind of sense of despair that like well what what is it going to achieve though like we need the big people to get involved it's not enough that we we we'll keep doing this in little pockets and stuff but are we making enough of a difference to, to them of course i would say yes we are to some extent i mean we just talked about like imagine like one marathon getting rid of 200,000 plastic bottles like that's that's quite big a number actually yeah it's just one initiative but i think it's super important that um, companies really really need to get on board here like we cannot have um a world where yeah, companies are outside of this process at all and in fact they're they're in positions to make such startling impact uh companies with hundreds and thousands and millions of customers can make such a big impact if they pull a product off the shelf because it has single use plastic if they pull off something like you just said like H&M saying all right we're going to pull this product off the shelves and we're not going to buy this product or sell this product anymore because it involves cruelty that one decision can create like an insane amount of impact and that's what we need to see more yeah so as we're wrapping up the news you clearly have some news so tell us about sparbaco so i launched a vegan store um i've been on a lot of vegan pages and a lot of vegan groups in the uae and i saw that there is a certain kind of demand and a gap in supply so i thought let me step in because you know i'm the mother of cats and the solver of all problems. <laughs> oh, there's a game of thrones reference for you. So, yeah, I I felt like I should do something that I really believe in, which is feed people processed vegan food and make them fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm trying to do something little of my own. Um, and yeah, started the online store. So, why are people giving you flack for the name? Um, they say it's hard to pronounce. Spurbaco. Thanks. You can pronounce rubber but you can't pronounce bubble because it's too hard. This is a public service announcement to help you with the name of Heathel's new store. It's Pubberco. Say it with me now. Pubberco. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of emotional attachment to this name. It's basically letters from all the pets that I've ever had. Oh. So I people give me flack, I just punch them in the face. Awesome. Well, congratulations. This is pretty awesome stuff. And in fact, uh I am going to say that uh I made my first purchase from Spabaco today. Yeah, you need to pay. Chirag, this is not for free. You need hey, to pay. Hey, <laughs> the money is sitting on the table right now as we speak. Jeez. 
Why you to portray me poorly? <laughs> like so, we are munching on Earth oh, these balance, amazing vegan like, cheddar squares. So I have to say, like when I mean, the reason I picked this one was because this is one I wanted to try because I haven't tried vegan cheddar squares ever. More because it's not a product you get here. Uh, but I gotta say, the, I'm impressed by these. These are so good. Maybe I should just run a whole store based on this product. Around cheddar squares, yeah, they're delicious. Sorry for making all these eating noises on our podcast, but these are really delicious. Yeah, we've gone through the whole packet. Thank you, Earth Balance. Yeah, thank you, Earth Balance. Like this is some good cheddar square stuff here. That's it from us for this episode. Thank you for joining us as always. We're you know if you haven't subscribed, you can do that in your podcast players. You can find us on the web at amaya.fm/slash/2vegans, and we're also on Instagram the.2.vegans. Share your stories with us. We're always happy to talk about stuff on Instagram. Or send us questions. No, yeah, send us questions. Right. Until then, please go to my store. <laughs> Bye. That's why you were laughing. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if we actually end with this. No. Keep on keeping on. No, I don't want to do it. I want people to go and buy. Just close it. I'm just busy eating. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. You're gonna put this in the episode, aren't you, jerk? We'll see you soon, guys. Bye.